All right, y'all, we are continuing the series Realm tonight. Uh, you remember we introduced it last week. Over this month, we're looking at some of the parables from Matthew 13, uh, where Jesus uh, shares seven parables of what the kingdom of God is like. Because Jesus knew that we would need help understanding this concept. And so he took the time to compare it to tangible things that, are, that we could wrap our minds around. Things like yeast and weeds, uh, things like uh, nets and mustard seeds. That's what we talked about last week. Uh, or as we're going to see tonight, he compares it to hidden treasure and pearls. Uh, so as we continue to look into what the kingdom is, uh, what it looks like, how it works, and how we help bring it to fruition, uh, let's just go ahead and read our scripture for today and see how Jesus uses these two images to reveal the nature of his kingdom. Uh, so if you've got your Bibles, this is Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. Uh, hear the words of Jesus. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Okay, Jesus tells us about two people uh, who both discover something of great value. The first is uh, a man that finds hidden treasure in a field, and the second is one who finds a precious pearl that, that they've been searching for. And both these men discover this, this great thing, and, and they go off and they sell everything that they have so that they can possess this, this thing that they've discovered. And Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like that. It's the treasure, it's the pearl. And so when we find it, we go all in. Jesus is encouraging us to prize the kingdom above all else. When we get a glimpse of it, when, when we experience God at work, we put that in front of everything else. That takes precedent. You know, at first glance, it, it seems like a pretty straightforward message from Jesus. But there's this lingering question. Why does Jesus tell two similar stories to make this one point? That's what I was asking myself this week. I was trying to decide, should I just preach a sermon about going all in? Um, but, but this question hung around with me. And so as I was doing my preparation and, and my research and, and reading, uh, I discovered that while these stories are similar in some ways, uh, they're also different. We're going to talk about this, this, these differences um, but first, I, I want us to look exclusively at the parable of the hidden treasure. Uh, so we're going to reread both of these parables again. So first, the hidden treasure. And I want us to really, really think about this, really meditate on these. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. And then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. So the first man finds, on accident, a treasure hidden in a field. And that sounds kind of bizarre to us. Uh, but if you think about the first century Palestinian world, uh, there were no banks. There were no vaults. There wasn't uh, a super secure home with a safe. Um, so people actually did bury their treasure. This was uh, a sort of common thing to do. You, you would bury uh, valuable things. And so this isn't all that crazy of a concept to those that Jesus is preaching to. 
um, essentially what they're hearing is this guy won the lottery. He got super lucky. He happened to be in the right place at the right time, and he stumbled across something amazing. And Jesus says, you know what? The kingdom of God is like that. I bet most of us have, have had several moments that we can think of where we've sort of stumbled upon the kingdom. Something happens, and we can't just attribute it to coincidence. We know that it's God. Maybe the right person called us in the right moment. Or maybe the timing on a particular situation worked out so, seeming, uh, so seamlessly, so serendipitously that, that we just couldn't explain it away. Maybe there was an opportunity that came up right as we needed one. Maybe there was uh, a conversation or a sermon or a scripture or, or a beautiful worship song that spoke to us right in our moment of need. And we couldn't just give it to coincidence. We had to say, that's God. We've all had those kingdom moments where we just seem to happen upon the Lord. Uh, the world saw an incredible example of this uh, just a few weeks ago. I know many of you have probably seen this. Uh, if you remember, the second to last game of the NFL season this year, there was a young man named DeMar Hamlin, uh, number three on the Buffalo Bills, and he almost died on the field. He collided with wide receiver T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals, and he went immediately into cardiac arrest, and he just dropped, and it was scary. Uh, Hannah and I were, were watching the game, or I was watching the game, and Hannah was there, and, sorry, uh, we were watching this game and it was, it was surreal to watch this play out on national television. And, you know, most people thought he wasn't going to make it because it did not look good. Now, luckily, if you've been following uh, his story, you know that he was resuscitated on the field. Uh, he miraculously survived. In fact, he showed up like two nights ago uh, at the NFL Honors Awards and he gave this beautiful speech. If you get a chance uh, to watch it, uh, he, he talks so much about God and God's presence in this hard, uh, low moment of his life, this, this scary thing that he went through. Um, but like I said, at first it looked bad. For the first couple of weeks it looked really bad and he was in critical condition. And the world altogether was waiting and watching and praying, even praying on TV. Uh, that's another sermon. Uh, but, um, but the very next week, the Buffalo Bills were playing uh, the New England Patriots. And it was the last game uh, of, of the regular season. And the Bills were still reeling from, from what had happened, losing DeMar. And the world was, was waiting to see how all of this was going to play out. Emotions were super high. And if you saw on the, the opening kickoff of the game, the very first play of the very next game, the Bills scored a touchdown. Uh, well, afterward, the, the media rushed to talk to uh, Bills quarterback Josh Allen because uh, they saw him kind of buzzing around the sideline. They wanted to know what he had been saying. And, and I want to show you uh, just about a minute and a half clip from his interview after this game. I want you to keep in mind that DeMar Hamlin is number three. Let's watch, and I'll see if I can get his mic fixed. I can't remember a play that touched me like that, I don't think, in my life. So it's, it's probably number one. 
It, it, it was it was just spiritual, and I just I was going around and I just I mean I was going around my team saying God's real. Like you can't you can't draw that one up, write that one up any better. Um, and I, I was just told by Kevin Curran, it's been three years and three months. <sighs> Since the last kickoff return, so it's pretty cool. So we just broke it down. Um, he was FaceTiming with us. He broke us down, actually, his, his voice. So that was cool, too. He got the game ball um, as well as our trainers and our training staff. So uh, it's is, it is a good feeling in there right now, no doubt. Unbelievable. Yes, if you didn't catch that, apparently DeMar Hamlin FaceTimed in to the Buffalo Bills winning locker room right after their victory over the New England Patriots and, and broke them down with the one, two, three Bills or Bills Mafia, whatever they used for their chant there. Uh, DeMar, if you happen to watch NFL Red Zone, there's a lot of us here praying for you and thinking for you. Get well soon. Hope your recovery continues the way it has for the first week here. Uh, chills i mean uh every time i've watched it um it just gives me chills damar hamlin is number three and it had been three years and three months since the last time there was a kickoff return for a touchdown because i mean those are pretty rare uh, but but i believe that god not so subtly was winking at us he gave the world a glimpse of the kingdom in that moment and you know what I love? I love that Josh Allen recognized it and spoke about it. He didn't say, yeah, isn't that funny? It's crazy. What a coincidence. No, his first instinct was to say it was spiritual. He was running around to his teammates yelling, God is real. This NFL player was running around saying, God is real. Because he had stumbled across one of those incredible kingdom moments. And not only did he recognize it, he shined a light on it with that interview. You know, I think in that moment, he understood what Jesus is saying to us in this parable of the hidden treasure. That there are going to be moments in this life that we cannot explain. When the veil between heaven and earth gets just a little thinner. And those moments can pop up anywhere, anytime, unexpectedly. We'll be walking along one day, minding our own business, and, and we'll stumble upon a treasure hidden in a field. We will find something that more valuable than anything else that we have, and when we do, we better have the wherewithal to buy that field, to recognize that God is at work, to shine a light on it, to get involved. The parable of the hidden treasure is a reminder for all of us to keep our eyes open for kingdom moments, for those instances when heaven is so close we feel like we could touch it. And the parable of the pearl is similar. It also reminds us to be aware, but there is one big difference, like I said, that I wanna point out to y'all. So let's turn to that second parable that Jesus, Jesus shares with us. This is the pearl, Jesus says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one, pearl of great value, he went and he sold all that he had and he bought it. So did you pick it up? How do you think this is different? How is this parable different? Again, on the surface, it, it looks the same. A man finds something valuable, he sells off his stuff so he can possess this thing of value. 
And while that's true, there is a significant difference. And the big difference is that the man in the second parable didn't stumble across his treasure. He was seeking it. Remember, it says the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. He was seeking. He was looking. And you know what? I think that matters. Jesus wanted us to know that we, we can encounter those kingdom moments in two ways. Yes, sometimes there will be holy moments that we just happen upon, like Josh Allen. We'll be just doing our job like he was, and something incredible will happen. It'll be spiritual. God will move, and we'll be running from teammate to teammate saying, God is real. But that's also not the only way that the kingdom of God makes an appearance. Because there are, are also times in our lives when we have to go seek it out. When we go find it, we go in search of the pearl like the merchant from our parable. Because in doing so, we find that the kingdom of God was right there waiting for us. I had a moment uh, like that this week. Uh, I had a really bad Monday, just a bad day. Uh, I woke up and found out that my grandfather was in the intensive care unit with pneumonia and COVID. Uh, he's doing much better now, thankfully. He's being moved to a rehab. Uh, but that's how I started my day. That was the first thing I saw when, when I opened my eyes. And it kept, honestly, just going downhill from there because Monday was also Sadie's first day of daycare. Uh, now for weeks, Hannah, like every new mom, I'm sorry, Hannah, uh, Hannah's been struggling with, with this day. And I've been telling her, it's gonna be fine. Don't worry, she'll be in good hands. You'll feel better once you get to work. It, it'll be okay. Why are you stressing? And you know what, the day came, Monday came, and she did amazing. She did really well, she was a rock. Here's what neither of us expected. I was not. <laughs> I was whatever the opposite of a rock is. I was a, a lot more akin to something like jello. Okay, I, I hadn't even thought about, not once, how I would feel dropping her off at daycare. And you know what? I didn't love it. All day, I was trying to convince myself not to go pick her up. Here I was for weeks telling Hannah, it's fine. Babe, it's no big deal. And I ended up being the one who was a mess all day. Anyway, I, I, I got home after this long day, and we got Sadie, and we get home, and I was just kind of grumbly. And so I went into the kitchen, and I, was, I decided I was gonna set myself up to have a better day tomorrow. And so I decided I would make myself some overnight oats, a healthy breakfast. And so I, I got everything out and I, I grabbed the oats, this big container of oats that we have, and the moment I grabbed it, I dropped it. <laughs> and it went everywhere. Well, my dog, Cash, this is Cash, uh, he, he leaped at the opportunity to eat some raw oats off of the ground. Uh, and so while I was sweeping and vacuuming, trying to get all of the little straggler oats that had made their way under my oven and my refrigerator and in every crevice of my kitchen, um, he's eating and, and I finally get it all cleaned up. And the moment I finished, Cash threw up every single <laughs> oat that he had just wolfed down in the middle of this perfectly clean, newly cleaned kitchen. And I stopped. And I just looked down and, and I thought, yeah, that about, that about sums it up. And so uh, there I was, lousy day, 
And, and I knew I needed to do something. And so sort of on a whim, I decided to go for a run. Uh, Hannah and I live about uh, a mile and a half from Lake Grapevine. And so um, I decided to, to, to run to the lake. And, and I, I ran there and I, I got to this little dock and, and I just sat on that dock for a while, probably at least a half hour, maybe 45 minutes. And I took this picture and, and I just sat there in silence. And I looked at the water and I prayed and I, I prayed for my grandfather and I prayed for, for Sadie and I prayed for myself. And you know what, in the midst of that awful day, there was this one moment this was the best part of my day. I really did have one of those, those kingdom moments, being out in nature like that, getting a little exercise. It helped me take a deep breath. And I could sense that God was present, that he was with me in the midst of my bad, lousy Monday. Uh, and I tell you that story because in the midst of our bad days, sometimes we have to go seek out the pearl. We can't just wait to stumble across a hidden treasure buried in a field. Sometimes we will, and that's amazing, and that's good. But sometimes we've got to just go run to the lake. We've got to sit on a dock and pray. And look, my day was still bad. It's not like I came home, Hannah, I'm sure would attest to this. I didn't come home with some perfect attitude. My grandfather wasn't miraculously healed. I, I still struggled the next day dropping her off. And my kitchen still smelt kind of like dog puke. Uh, but I knew that God was with me, that he'd winked at me. I'd gotten this, this glimpse of the kingdom. And you know what? That was enough. That saw me through. And that's why Jesus shares this second parable about the pearl. This man had to go out and find it. He had to go seeking, to go searching for the kingdom. And you know what? Eventually, he found it. And once he did, just like the first man, he gave up everything he had for it. This has got to be us. Like Josh Allen, we've, we've, we've got to recognize when we stumble across a hidden treasure in a field. We have got to, to have eyes that see God at work all around us all the time. But at the same time, we also have to have eyes to, to, to see those moments when we need to go out looking for the kingdom. We need to have the awareness to see ourselves struggling, having a bad day, and say, you know what? I gotta go find a pearl. Because I really do earnestly believe that, that we are surrounded by hidden treasures. We are surrounded by pearls. I'm convinced that there are kingdom moments. There are, are treasures and pearls all around us all the time. But I wonder how often we just walk right by them. I wonder how often we miss them. You know, uh, I almost just called it a day on Monday. I almost crawled in bed and just tapped out. But you know what? I didn't. And I don't say that as a way to brag or to suggest that I'm so wise because I'm not. I tell you that because looking back on Monday, the truth is, it really wasn't that hard. I didn't have to go search the world for a peak of the kingdom. I didn't have to travel to the ends of the earth or do anything exceptional to see the pearl. I just had to walk to the lake. Sometimes it's that 
simple. So where do you find those kingdom moments? Is it in nature or silence? Is it in community? Is, is, it, is it in a sacred space up here at the church? Is it in a, another person that you talk to regularly? You know, if you're not sure, think about it. Because when one of those bad days comes, we'll know where to go. We will know where to start looking for pearls, for that hidden treasure that is the kingdom of God. And I hope when we find it, I hope we'll have the same heart of joy and commitment as those men in our parables. Church, the kingdom of God is not far off. It is right here. Let's not miss it. Hallelujah. Amen. Will you pray with me? God, help us to be more aware. Help us to, to see you in the good days and in the bad days, in the random, unexpected moments when, when we're walking along and, and we trip over a treasure. But God, also help us to go seek you out, to stop and say, I, I need a pearl, I need a glance. Lord, we believe that you are at work in so many ways, so many ways that, that we miss, that we don't recognize, that we, we pass right on by. God, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our ears, help us to see you and sense you and hear you. God, we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss you. We pray all of this in the name of our rock and our redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.